If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Joining me is Game Onesis, a.k.a. Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Not much, Janet. How are you doing? I'm doing good, you know? I admittedly just got up not too long ago. Uh, I made some waffles that I probably didn't really have time to eat, so I'm what here. Kind of, like, kind of waffles? Talk about things. Just, just Eggo waffles. I just popped them in the toaster. Well, I didn't like Lego my Eggo? It's, it's yeah, a lot. Nice. Do you count that as making them? If you heat it, can you? It, does it count as making something if you're just heating? Casually, it? sure. Like I did, I wasn't questioning it when you said you made waffles. I assume like there is some microwave waffles. I didn't yeah. assume that you like went and like made the waffles from scratch and then got like a fucking Sunday waffle morning cooker. style just on a Wednesday. Blessing, what kind, yeah, of, micro, uh, what, what kind of waffles you microwaving? Uh, I I do uh, microwave my Eggo waffles. I'm not gonna lie. Why? <laughs> it's the thing do I've been judged for. At my current house or my current current apartment, I do not have a toaster. I have had toasters in the past, but I would still microwave my Eggo waffles because they'd be all what? soft and fluffy. Yeah, that's weird. I know. Yeah. I've always been judged for this. Is something that like I know is shameful. I know it's like a thing that's gonna gross people out. But like yeah, that's all weird. throughout my childhood and going into my adulthood, I've always microwaved my, my Eggo waffles. They're just very. They're so fluffy that way. So it's like eating pillows. Did you turn the box on the side? You read the directions and you were like, Nah, fuck that. We're doing our own. I mean, thing. as a kid, I, I couldn't read those directions. <laughs> Like I was, I was at that point. I was just doing what I was told to do, which mm. you know, this started as a thing that like, I think my parents and my sisters were doing because I have three older sisters, right? I think like, if I this this goes all the way back to my childhood, right? I I imagine that they were doing it, and I started doing it because they were doing it. But then I'll talk to other kids at my school about like, oh man, I love chocolate chip waffles. I love waffles. Yeah, when mm. I microwave my waffle, and they're, they're like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Did you say microwave? <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, yes, microwave your waffle. How else do you make waffles? And they're like a toaster. And I'm like, yeah. oh. Why haven't you just put it over, though? Because I think we've all had things that we did that we realized weren't the best way to do things. Like, for a long time, like, I would microwave my pizza rolls because it's easier, mm. which is still true. Like, you know, and I get if you do that because it is indeed easier. But when you cook them in the oven, it's they taste so much better. So now I'm just, like, yeah, all on team oven. It does, but it's worth it. Like, it took me so long. It took me, like, 20 years to really be like, all right, let me give this oven thing a consistent go. And it's really not that much more work because if you heat them in the microwave, you got to do that ring of six in waves or else, like, half of them yeah, come out yeah, cold yeah. if you don't do that. So the amount of time you're spending, it's actually, it's less time, but it's more active effort. Here's yeah. the thing. The point is, put, use the toaster. I No, toaster. but here's my thing, right? You That's asked, kind of funny send you a toaster. You asked why not just switch over. The, it's the fact that I like the microwave yeah, more I feel than like Even if toaster. we send him a toaster, he's not going to use it. He's I'm not use using that microwave. damn toaster. Yeah. I like the microwave. I go waffles. And people in chat are like, people, people in chat. <laughs> no, I do. I do toast my bagels. <laughs> if people in chat are like, "Are you eating soggy waffles?" and no, the answer is no. Only the bottom waffle is soggy on the so plate. Gross. So is that? Are you throwing <laughs> that, that one away? Or are you just wasting a waffle but, for your like weird? It depends on how I'm feeling. It depends on how God, I'm feeling during the day. Some days I'm like, I'm gonna eat the soggy adult? last waffle. How oh, are waffle! You an you're, adult? you're putting syrup on the fucking waffles anyway. They're gonna get soggy. <laughs> what the? F who's not eating soggy waffles? They're covered in syrup. You got it. You eat it the fast. liquid. I didn't. I didn't. You pour really... it and then you bite. You don't coat it and just let it sit. I I, I didn't. Uh, waffles were not in my regular rotation growing up, but I did still oh, know to use a, a toaster. But uh, French toast sticks were my thing. Get some French toast sticks. French toast sticks were fire. I you still seem was like a French toast sticks person. Yeah. Damn, Jana, what does that mean? I don't know, but isn't it accurate? Like, I right? mean, it it, it kind of is, where it's like it's whenever like, we go to a breakfast go, place. A bit like, of a zag, yeah. you know, respectable, but kind of weird. I think yeah. that's Barrett's brand. How did you make your French toast sticks? <laughs> uh, in the microwave. There you go. Because, but that, it's not like you can put them in the toaster. I think that's what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, but the it's French the same thing. Stick. 
Like uh, the microwave gets the job done. Is what I'm saying. It's a different tech. It's a different like quality of texture after they're, they're no, out of the microwave. I will weird. say I did. And I regret I did love, knowing this about you. I did. Lo- are you <laughs> dipping your French toast sticks? Is that how you're going about it? I guess that's oh, the yeah. only way, right? Yeah, it's sort of the only real way. When I was a kid, we had these plates that like. I I probably used these plates up until I was like what seven or eight that had like the split right like they had like the um the like the compartments, compartments. Yeah, yeah the little yeah. compartments right and so mm-hmm. I I remember this vividly also right? Jeff, one of those compartments Jeff's was the, out the toaster oven we weren't fancy enough to have a fucking toaster oven I growing hate up the toaster like, oven. what. The toaster oven is just a bad oven and a bad toaster. Like it's trying to be. Whenever mm. you try to be two things at once, it usually doesn't turn out well. Except for like what I do in my job. Don't read into it, you know. Like just don't <laughs> don't read into it too much. Um, you know, the toaster oven of media. But yeah, I just never felt like it was. The I didn't like of it. Games media. I I didn't like it. Like it's like I just didn't enjoy having to use it. So, Janet, I'm very excited to have you here because last night I did. Not the impossible, because I didn't make it the full way there. But I no, attempted to beat Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. And you were hanging out with me. I was streaming it uh, to my Twitch channel. And, like, a lot of people were hanging out, including you, right? You were there for, like, the four-and-a-half-hour journey that I went on to get to the yeah. final boss of Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. And I almost killed Chaos. I didn't, because that that final boss fight was really hard. And I got very tired after four-and-a-half hours of, of uh, playing this game and getting to this boss fight and realizing that this boss fight was way more difficult than I thought it was going to be. But, like... I bring this up because I think people know my thoughts on Final Fantasy Origin. I've talked about it on multiple shows. I really like this game. I think the story, for the most part, is kind of whatever and generic. Even though toward the ending of the game, the story does ramp up in a way that gets real entertaining and gets real um, interesting. Um, and so I will say that towards it. And I think the gameplay is, is, is really fun, really fantastic. Janet, I want to get your thoughts. I want to know, like, as you were watching me play four hours of this game, what was running through your head? Did, you, did this seem like a game that janet garcia would, would want to get into someday um the answer to the second question is no just because uh not even from what it looked like because it kind of I, I didn't really read too much into like the you know i wasn't thinking about like the menus and the intricacies of how the system's working together or the story or anything like that it was kind of it was just on and i was there to hang out like like many are on twitch um mm. but because people are like it's either good bad or bad bad i'm like this sounds like a game that i don't need to play and i say that specifically because when it's something that's not really my style i try to only go for the stuff that has a more positive consensus while like something that is in my wheelhouse like narrative driven stuff like how you know and this isn't like a one-to-one but like greg had reviewed like memoir blue and i think he gave it like a two out of five maybe three, three out of five also that's pretty good actually but like he he wasn't that hot on it right he's like oh but i'm sure jan's gonna play this and i'm like yeah even though greg wasn't in love with it i want to play it because it's a narrative game and i have i can pick up more on the nuance and, and enjoy more from that genre same with platformers same with other things that are in my wheelhouse final fantasy is not so i would only go for the stuff that has more favorable consensus because like why am i going to try a bad version of something i already usually don't like that much you know mm. what i mean but from watching it um my thoughts this is nerdy ass shit i was like this is some nerd shit like i just you ever like just watch something and you're like wow this is nerdy and i'm a nerd for having watched it because i was so dedicated to your stream at a certain point because i had it on while i was doing some work and then you know it kept being on you were getting further i was into it and then i was like okay well now i i live here now until blessing logs off like i'm Mm. just beholden to this stream like i i moved it from my desktop to like my ps5 i had to download the twitch app on the ps5 did the whole phone login thing at one point there were like two of you on at once and then yeah it was just like a whole i was very invested Okay. I was very invested yeah. in that. I had to ask because, like, you were there. You were there for. I don't think you were there for the full four and a half hours. But like, you kept chiming. You kept popping in, right? And like, you were there toward the beginning of the stream. I think you were there toward the end of the stream. When I saw Janet was still there, I was like, "Is Janet digging Stranger Paradise? Is she? Is is Janet like? Is, is she, has she bought in to the chaos that no. is Kill Chaos? No, but I, I bought into you, which I think most of your viewers mm. feel similarly. It doesn't really matter what you're playing. We're we're there to just hang out. But um, yeah, it was. I mean, it didn't look like awful or anything but it just looked like a, a video game ass video game which i think was also some some of your takes as well hell yeah well janet without further ado let's talk about some video games today's stories include an xbox psa a new ghost recon 
and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new kind of funny podcast is up right now uh, with us recapping our weekend at achievement hunter live that is greg tim nick and andy along with Snowbike mike and myself it is a must listen episode and it's up right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny and on podcast services around the globe did y'all talk but, about my uh my outfit oh we didn't talk about your outfit i yeah. wish we did because your outfit was fresh as hell the one regret i have from that night is i did not get a picture in that outfit it was funny. did you not get one picture i did not get one picture in that outfit Damn. that night and you know what because of that i'm not even gonna tell y'all what the outfit was it was exclusive for that night damn though. Exclusive I mean, I was I was going to lay it out, but I'll, I'll keep it a secret then in that case. Well, now that I know it's exclusive, now I'm interested, even though I had <laughs> exactly. no interest before. It, that's how because I, I just get need to have it. It's the collector. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's the completionist in me. You got to, like, take, like, a photo shoot in that outfit, Barry, yeah, and, like, upload it somewhere exclusively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where only your fans can see it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fogo Brady, Pranksy, and Anonymous. Today we're brought to you by Chime, DoorDash, and Babbel, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. I heard someone ordered a baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Janet Barrett. Is the console shortage finally coming to an end? I ask because this morning, uh, Ant- Antonio G. D. Benedetto at The Verge put up an article titled, PSA, the Xbox Series X is finally easier to buy. The article reads like this. The Xbox Series X has been one of the most challenging to find gaming gadgets since its late 2020 release. While always a little easier to get a hold of than Sony's PlayStation 5, getting one has all but required keeping track of restocks from multiple retailers on a day-to-day basis, lest you turn to purchasing one from price gougers. But now, we can say, with fingers crossed, that those days may be behind us. The Xbox Series X is readily available at a few retailers and has been for the past handful of days. What's more, you don't need any paid membership or pricey bundles to to be able to get one. This, coupled with the lowering costs and better availability of some desktop GPUs, is great news for gamers who want to upgrade to new hardware. As for where you can buy an Xbox Series X right now, if you prefer to just get the $499 console on its own, you can order it online at Walmart or Newegg with minimal shipping times until it reaches your home. Thankfully, Walmart is not requiring a subscription to its Walmart Plus walmart plus paid membership to access consoles as it frequently did during its scheduled console restock events you may also be able to purchase the xbox series x from target for in-store pickup but but this depends on availability at your local brick and mortar target stores if you don't mind buying a, a bundle, you, you have even more options to explore for the Xbox Series X. At this time, Costco members can buy the Xbox with a spare controller for $549.99. The past six months have, been, have seen a positive shift in the availability for in-demand gaming tech. Nintendo's Switch, with the OLED, uh, Nintendo's Switch with OLED is easy to purchase, and it's not entirely uncommon to see the Xbox Series S selling for as much as $50 off. While the availability of the Xbox Series X has opened up, the PlayStation 5 remains the outlier. Sony's console has been a hit, and it remains the console that many people want to get, uh, likely due in part to its scarcity. But for now, that's the console that will require more effort than just clicking add to cart. The next time we write an article like this, it'll probably be about the PS5, but when that will happen is anyone's guess. Now, if you've been paying attention to the timeline, right? If you've been paying attention to Twitter or social media, it seems like for the past few days, this has been the case that the Xbox has been available. I saw it pop a few days ago where folks were like, yo, I can just go to Walmart. I'm, I'm, and I'm looking at my target right Xbox. now. I, I can get a Series X uh, with like uh, Game Pass All Access, uh, you know, uh, the Series X by itself, the Series S. I could drive down to Target right now, pick, a, pick one up. Janet, is this meaningful, right? The fact that Xboxes have been available for the last few days, do you think this is a sign of good things in the future? 
I mean, it's not a bad sign, but I don't know if it's a good sign. Um, I'm not like confident that this is going to be the new wave. I think we'd need like a little bit more data before making that call, which obviously this article is kind of also setting up the same thing where it's like, hey, like things could be skewing in a positive direction. Um, but I feel like we've seen like these kind of surges before, you know, and yeah, it's true with the Xbox Series X. That's always the easier one to get. And usually when you do see sort of these influx of these well, I wouldn't even call it next gen at this point because it's just the gen we're in consoles. It's usually the Xbox ones. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I it's funny because we were talking about this right before we went live with like my brother sending me that picture from our target saying like that the PlayStation 5 and the Series X are only available online and stuff like that and the limited quantities and all that. Like, I think that's going to remain the case for some time. And it's interesting because I feel like this is the, and we have this conversation, you know, every few months as, as we kind of see how stock is going, but I feel like this is the longest it's been this difficult to get a console. Mm. I don't know if like, is that, is that true? Is that not true? I, that's the, that's the feeling I get, but I also like am newer to being someone that gets stuff day one um, and the, and the challenges of that. But yeah, I mean, I think when we do start seeing these more regularly in stock, it's definitely going to be Xbox being the first one, um, which is cool. I mean, there's already a lot of options to like get Xbox, you know, obviously Game Pass is very enticing. So even though like the bundle with Ultimate might be kind of just another form of a bundle, it is a bundle that is enticing um, that people actually like want to have. Uh, people in chat were mentioning the Wii, the Wii, sh uh, you know, shortage or challenges of getting that. Um, yeah, I, may, that, that probably is probably the case, but I don't really remember because I, I didn't want the Wii because I hated the Wiimote. I still hate the Wiimote. Um, and mm -hmm. that's the only Nintendo console I've never bought. So uh, wait, wait, really? you, you never think? had a Wii? No, no, I hated it. I hated it. I still hate it. I think I even hate when the <laughs> like even when games come to Switch that are Wii games, like so often they're like Wiiified in a weird way that I just don't really enjoy playing them all that much. So yeah, no, hated the Wii. Man, I I mean, here's the thing, right? The Wii, is, I don't think is I, I, the Wii is far from the best Nintendo console, right? I think the library very much dwindled out fairly fairly quickly on that thing. But the Wii was special though, like for Wii Sports, for like Mario Kart, uh, Wii, like I don't know, I, I I have like a soft spot for the Wii. I was I feel so like the bad at Mario Kart on the Wii because well, obviously I didn't like you know I didn't grow up playing it. Like that wasn't I, it wasn't a console I had, but I played it a bit in college, and man, that like learning curve was brutal with the motion control yeah, of trying to like. I spent so much time mm. in the grass starting out. Um, someone mentioned, but Janet, it felt so realistic. <laughs> um, yeah, like the, the Wii actually was what had me stop gaming for a couple of years because like during the Wii era, it was the motion control era. And it was also like the era where I felt like shooters were getting a lot more popular. And I wasn't, I'm like, I don't want to shoot and I don't want to do the motion control weird remote TV stick. So I guess I'm done. Like, I guess this is I guess the I'm end. just going to take a break from this. Well, yeah, I'm like, I guess gaming's going in a direction that I'm not interested in, you know, mm -hmm. and I wasn't into the indie scene at the time. So I just kind of was like, well, I got my PS3 still and we're just going to hang out until further notice and then i you know started mm. playing like indie games on like my laptop and you know slowly got back into it but yeah the wii literally stopped me from playing video games because i really was not interested That's so interesting yeah i mean i think the wii is a good example of the the big the biggest example of a, a console shortage before the one we have right now right that is like of this magnitude right like i think at the end of the day i think what we have right now is probably going to surpass the wii in terms of uh like how difficult it is, I, especially the PS5, right? It seems like the Xbox is opening up, but I, I, I still don't foresee the PS5 being a thing that is immediately available in the near future, where it is just you can go to Best Buy, click buy, and have a PS5 immediately, right? Like, it seems like you're going to have to dig for that one uh, for a while. And if this continues to last until, let's say, 2023, then, yeah, I think that overtakes the Wii in terms of, like, how tough that is as a console shortage. But also, like, it is nice to see things opening up, right? I think it is nice for people to, uh, to be out there who want the opportunity to hop into ne into next gen right want the opportunity to hop into like whatever new games release and not feel like they have to go digging not feel like there's an extra amount of work that they have to put in to find these things the fact that like xboxes are available in stores right now i think that's a good omen that i hope i hope to continue to see um Chani, you need to get on the Wii. You need, we need to like find you some some, some no Wii games i to play. i really don't like and you I know so like did you not fuck really with weird? like do you not fuck with like zelda twilight princess i mean did anyone you, like you know? Uh, what? Like, what? I mean, I did. Yeah. Yeah, but like on GameCube though, was the better way to play. I really like the Wii version. And the Wii version, yeah, like you could run around. No, while I, I, just, like, I didn't play it genuinely. Switch. I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm just messing with y'all with the consensus of that game not being super hot. But no, I, I happen to not play that Zelda game. So. 
I don't have any. Some what about you? Some would say not, some of the best Zelda beef, dungeons. Some would say it's not a beef with the game. Like I know people like love Mario Galaxy. Like there's good. Like Nintendo's always made good games. No but, like, more heroes. I really hate the you hardware. Mario Brothers. We Super Smash Brothers. Brawl. I mm, I, I'm not. I'm not a brawl person. Like I just didn't like. I didn't like the the controls and it's like they're so integrated into that hardware like more so than i think any i feel like i'm making like all these like generalized claims of like this is the ultimate of this thing but like it is so deeply ingrained in how you engage with those games that you really can't separate the two and that's why even the ports feel so like specific um so yeah i just i don't like the remote it's weird not a fan hmm. was not a fan well, Janet, let's talk about something that we can all agree on is an incredible video game. Uh, Ghost Recon. Story number two, sources say a new Ghost Recon is in development. This is from Ethan Gotch at Kotaku. Ghost Recon, Ghost Recon Breakpoint has officially received its last update, Ubisoft announced yesterday. The news comes just a few months after the publisher's disastrous experiment with adding NFTs to the game, and we have learned as its Paris studio works on the next mainline entry in the Ghost Recon series, according to two sources familiar with its development. The next Ghost Recon, codenamed Over, and originally leaked by NVIDIA, has been in development for over a year and could arrive as early as fiscal year 2023, sources tell Kotaku. Instead of teasing that project as part of the series' 20th anniversary last year, however, Ubisoft re revealed development of Ghost Recon Frontline, yet another free-to-play live service shooter deeply reminiscent of Call of Duty Warzone. Fans were less than enthusiastic, and following negative feedback from an internal playtest earlier this year, Kotaku understands that the project uh, is to be undergoing a reset and is unlikely to launch anytime soon. With the end to Breakpoint updates comes uh, new radio silence for the NFT push. According to two sources familiar with Ubisoft Strategic Innovations Lab, the team behind Quartz uh, has gone mostly quiet internally following the initial backlash to its controversial experiment. Quote, as we're rolling out the last update of Ghost Recon, Recon Breakpoint, uh, there, will, there will not be any additional content added to the game, a spokesperson for Ubisoft told Kotaku. They continue, quote, we'll have more to share regarding Ubisoft Quartz at a later date, end quote. A message on the Ubisoft Quartz website thanks Break, Breakpoint players who claim the initial NFTs. Quote, you own a piece of the game and have left your mark in history, it states. In the meantime, the publisher is currently hiring for a, for a number of new blockchain-related roles, including economists, content managers, and a producer to, quote, coordinate with game teams and help them in integrating Quartz, end quote. Janet, this is kind of like two new stories in one, right? You have the half that is, hey, there's a new Ghost Recon uh, uh, game coming, right? It's, I think they talked a little bit about Ghost Recon Breakpoint having its final update on yesterday's show. But now we have the confirmation, not the confirmation, but like the report of a new one incoming. That's half the news story. The other half of the news story is this NFT business. It's now like, it seems like on one hand, the NFT, the NFT business of Ubisoft is going a little bit quiet, but on the other hand, it seems like it's still gonna be ongoing, right? There's no there's no sign of the NFT push stopping over there at Ubisoft. Which half of the which half do you want to start with? Oh let's start with the NFT half. Cause I feel like it's it's the one that's a little bit more interesting, at least to me, and I think can be like a little bit more generalized as we start to see, you know, different sectors of gaming dip into and then leave the NFT market. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll be very interested to see what their next thing is. I don't think they're, you know, done. Not that they said they were done, but the kind of like going silent and then kind of see, playing it by ear and what's to come. I think the, a lot of the language here, it's, it's pretty careful, which I think makes sense. Um, usually in these cases, you see not wanting to like commit, but not wanting to say no and just being like, stay tuned, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm I'm so curious as to like what they're thinking internally about this and, and whether or not they see it as viable based on what went down with their initial push. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think they're at least gonna try it out for like a while. Like I definitely think we'll see more, but I am questioning what the long-termness of this looks like. And that's even outside of the idea of like NFTs and that market in general, just like simply from their company standpoint and where I see them like moving in the future. But uh, what about you? What's your read on this? Yeah. As far as like the NFT half, right? Like I don't, I don't read they're going quiet as them being like, okay, no, let's let's pull back. It seems like people don't like this. I think that's more so like, hey, people don't like the messaging of this. Let's calm down a little bit and like do our thing and figure out how we're gonna talk about it. You know, like again, you go you go to the blog and the the quote that the article, the Kotaku article pulls from the bl the blog is them being like, hey, like um, um, you own a piece of the game and have left your mark on history, right? Like they're still talking about it as a thing that they're happy about and happy to promote and happy to like. Well, congratulate I, their players for taking read, part in. I read that comment more as a way to like, like 
calm down fears or potential anger from people that are like oh i bought this thing and like now you're just ditching this project like i thought this was i thought we were all in on this so i kind of felt like that line was just so you know like you may think that us saying us kind of going quiet means that what you did didn't matter but it did matter and it was a good idea and you should be glad that you did it will forever be a part of ghost recon breakpoints legacy (laughs) a legacy that is now dead because we're shutting down the game like it's like the uh you know with the left your mark on history i mean that is that is true but that's true a lot of times it's like when i'll do a show with someone for the first time and i'm like we're making history today i mean it's cute and it's technically true but it's not, um, it's kind of and also me- making your mark on history doesn't always mean it's a good mark on history. That is you know? true. You know, like maybe, maybe they're trying to like be vague in that way too of like, hey, you made your mark on history. Was it good or not? Uh, we don't know. Will we do this in the future? Maybe if we can find a more subtle way to do it without people yelling yeah. at us about it and so we can, you know, still make bucks off of y'all. It- Toward the, end, toward the end of that blog post, right? Again, this is a blog post that is made by the Ubisoft Quartz team. That is the team that is responsible for the NFT push over there at Ubisoft. In that same blog post where they they thank people for their participation in the in the Ghost Recon Breakpoint NFTs, they also conclude that blog by saying, stay tuned for more updates with features to the platform and future drops coming with other games. They very much plan to keep this going. Um, and it's fascinating, right? Like I, I, I looked into a little bit of like what the NFT implementation in, in Ghost Recon Breakpoint looked like. Um, and it seems like there are in-game items that come with like unique serial numbers rendered on them right and so like the going over to gamesindustry.biz they pull the example of the breakpoint of teams entities were in-game items such as like trousers for your character and stuff like that right with unique serial numbers rendered on them and that is the most unexciting shit i've ever heard in my life um and (laughs) look different or they just have a different serial number I assume I, I assumed it was just a hey these just, these are just different serial numbers. I can't imagine that the that the trousers for your Ghost Recon Breakpoint characters look probably different. Even if they did, right? Like, how dope are these trousers? Like, what kind of tra- trousers are we talking about? Are these tra- trousers off the chain? Are these one of a kind? Like fucking crazy ass Ghost Recon Breakpoint trousers that I'm rocking? I imagine not, right? I imagine that like it's gonna be fucking some pants. Like it's gonna be some pants. Um, so that's unexciting. And I think like when we talk about nft implementation the idea there too could be a hey you got this in ghost recon breakpoint now you can carry it over to rainbow six or you can carry it over to the number of other ubisoft games that we have they've not talked about that stuff right i don't think we have an example of ubisoft doing any of that um and if they do maybe that becomes a thing that could be exciting but as of now it seems like the nft push at ubisoft seems empty seems unexciting and like but that is purely from the implementation standpoint let alone the unproven technology let alone the environment stuff let alone all the other like the way that people are scamming nfts right now let alone all the other things that are going on with nfts that make them kind of a shady business the actual thing that they're putting out there just does not seem something that's worthwhile and so like that's something to keep an eye on for sure that's kind of how i feel about it when we're talking about the ghost recon thing them working on a no- new Ghost Recon uh, game. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. I think they're g- definitely going to have to step things up from Ghost Recon Breakpoint because it seems like that one came out and was just a thud, um, especially after Wildlands, which Wildlands seemed to perform better than I would have even imagined it would have performed, right? Like, that game came out in twenty early 2017, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. And in a year, that was a banger year for video games. It came out, and it performed. It sold pretty well. It had DLC. It had ongoing stuff uh, uh, come out for it. I was surprised when Breakpoint came out and it didn't live up to that. Um, and so it, it makes sense to see Ubisoft go, all right, Breakpoint wasn't it. Let's cut that off, right? Let's let's not do updates for it anymore. Let's say goodbye to that and let's focus on what the next Ghost Recon is. That'll take it back to Ghost Recon Wildlands levels of success and excitement. Um, my question is, does Ubisoft have the stuff still right like i look at so many of the ubisoft announcements announcements right now for upcoming games and i'm like man y'all got a lot of stuff going on that doesn't seem exciting right you put out hyperscape you shut down hyperscape after a year you have the uh, go the division heartland that's announced right that is the free-to-play division game like that is yet to see you have uh, x defiant which is announced which is their like squad based shooter thing that doesn't seem like it's exciting people too much, right? Like, yeah, where the fuck is Roller Champions? There are so many Ubisoft games that have been announced. Where is Sea of Thieves? Or not Sea of Thieves, sorry. Where is, um, not, what's the pirate game called that I can't oh, remember Skull what it's Bones. called now? Skull and Bones. Where is Skull and yes. Bones, right? Like, where is, um, Beyond Good and Evil 2? There's so much stuff that is in the ether, ether for Ubisoft that yeah. I feel like we do not have answers for. And so them talking about how they're working on a new Ghost Recon, um, or the, it being reported that they're working on a new Ghost Recon, I'm like, all right, we'll see. We'll see if is this going to be part of their free to play initiative? Probably. 
you know? Yeah, I feel like Ubisoft has a lot of solid ideas, but the landing never really, or not never, but like has really, really been landing in a big way. Um, and that's, you know, you can still have a very successful like business and, and company and studio without having like the most critically acclaimed games ever. Like you don't need like to be a, you know, 10 out of 10 masterpiece level. But I think as far as, you know, like what we like to look into and talk about and, and the intrigue there, yeah, it is kind of muted, I think, uh, mixed to say the least. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's weird because like the following negative feedback, like from internal playtesting, like it seems like they're, you know, resetting things. On one hand, it's like, oh, it's good that they're listening to like that feedback. But on the other hand, it's like, it's bad that that is the feedback. So it's like, how are you going to be able to rework this in a way that's going to be compelling? Um, and as usual, we're just going to have to wait and see. But yeah. Uh, also, I want to shout out though, chat from our conversation earlier with the NFT things because like chat was in their bag. So mm. I mentioned uh, NFT, NF trousers, like NFT rousers. Hilarious. All right, that's you. That's and then someone said, are these, quote, are these trousers off the chain? Point in fact, they very much are on the chain. That That's hilarious. That's uh-huh. hilarious. Fuck you, Shad. God, um, that's good. So that's really good. That's pretty funny. If anything was said after, I didn't catch it. But um, yeah, so, you know, I I don't have any, like, strong confidence that this is going to, like, knock it out of the park. But I mean, anything at any point, anyone can have a comeback. So this mm. could is this going to be it is the question. And I, I'm not quite sure. Mm. We'll have to stay tuned and see about that one. Uh, Janet, before we move on to story number three, I want to tell people out, uh, out there about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go to get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank and Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on the payer. you got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. You can get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered. I'm going to pause the ad and tell you, ladies and gentlemen, how do I know so much about DoorDash? I used it this morning. I I woke up. I had to get the house ready. I I had this guy coming to work on the garage. I had the nanny coming over. We had no clean bottles. I cleaned the bottles. And I was like, I'm hungry and I need coffee and I don't have time to make either. I DoorDashed uh, Jen and I some breakfast today. and It was great. When I was sick last week, I DoorDashed Gatorade because I wasn't about to go out. DoorDash is great. Back to what they wrote. Ordering is easy and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. Don't forget, that's code KINDAFUNNY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change, terms apply. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I took three years of French, and guess what? It didn't stick. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively easy and fun way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or just have some free time, Babbel teaches you bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually want to use in the real world. Uh, Je parle un peu français, and I was talking to Jen's mom here and there about little things. Mon chapeau. You know what it's about. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. I could use that for English. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash kindoffunny. That's babbel.com slash kindoffunny for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel. Language for life. Story number three, Janet. A THQ Nordic digital showcase is set for August 12th. This is Sal Romano at Gamatsu. THQ Nordic will host its second annual digital showcase event on August 12th at 12 p.m. Pacific time. The showcase will feature several brand new games, quote, oh, expanding yeah. the... Yeah, hell yeah. Was, did you see, see some Battle for Bikini Bottom? Is that what that was? Uh, the the spiritual successor that they announced last year, yeah. 
Hell yeah. Uh, quote, expanding the company's portfolio into new genres with both licensed and original gaming experiences, end quote. The THQ Nordic, uh, or THQ Nordic promises, quote, everything from intense and dark and gritty to light, colorful, and just plain fun, end quote. And in addition to new announcements, updates on previously announced titles such as Outcast 2, A New Beginning, and Jagged Alliance 3 are also planned. A pre-show featuring the latest titles from Handy Games will also take place before the broadcast. I am surprised by how far. I'm not surprised. It just it, this does feel like it's being announced very far out, far ahead, right? August 12th is what we're looking at at 12 p.m. Pacific time. This feels like them being like, "Yo, let's let's alert the masses." All right, Ubisoft, EA, PlayStation, stay away. August 12th is our time, and we're gonna announce some SpongeBob. Janet, how hyped are you for this? Um, I'm pretty mild, admittedly, only because I it, with with like these more specific showcases, because there's like the heavy hitters that we always like all watch. Like if Xbox is doing something, if PlayStation is doing something, Nintendo, like you know, a couple other like really big teams. But for the most part, like when it comes to these smaller ones, usually I'll just gravitate towards what aligns with my interests the most. So again, like you know, like if Annapurna is doing something, you know, a couple other like places, THQ is one that I'm like, all right, I'm definitely going to be paying attention to like what they're working on, but I might not like watch it live. Like I might more catch a recap because usually there's only like one or two things that have piqued my interest from it. Um, but I think it is cool and smart that like they're doing their own showcases and kind of establishing it. I mean, it be, if, if nothing else than to get us talking about it and putting it on our radar um, for what projects they're working on. And it draws more attention than it would have if they were just, you know, putting out like posts or tweets or even just dropping trailers. Like I admittedly wouldn't pay as much attention as I do when they do have uh, their showcases drop. And I, I think the last one was like pretty solidly constructed too. Cause I actually might've caught that live. I felt like it didn't like have a lot of, you know, downtime. Like I felt like it was a pretty tight showcase. Maybe I'm misremembering, but uh, yeah. What about you? What does this do for you? It's hard for me to get excited for a THQ thing. I remember during E3 last year, there was, it wasn't THQ Nordic, but it was, that same uh like parent company um it was like one of the worst showcases of e3 it was i barrett could probably remind me what it was actually called but it was like jeff Keighley was in it it was like a lot of like long interviews for develop with developers for games that i don't think any of us were excited about Koch uh, media uh, thank uh, you so Koch much media. but i don't think they do they they don't own thq nordic do they they don't own KSQ nordic it's embracer group embracer group i believe owns thq nordic gotcha. right i think they're both kind of un uh, yeah. under that kind of yeah, funny.com yeah. slash you're wrong once again um I get that energy whenever I, I see one of these announced from, from like a THQ Nordic or any of their like sister or brother brother brands. Uh, I look back because they did do the showcase last year, right? And I think that was like their first showcase in this way. That was like their tenth anniversary showcase. Yeah, and, and it like was, uh, looking it up, it was like a thirty-six minute thing. Thirty-six minutes, yeah. And the games they had included were like Destroy All Humans two. Uh, they had SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake. Uh, they had Barrett shaking it for excitement. Uh, they had Outcast two, A New Beginning, uh, Jagged Alliance three um uh superpower 3 mx versus atv legends lx2 expeditions rome right like it's that was the nostalgia time with thq it feels like like their best stuff happens to be like the more at least the the best stuff in terms of things that i think garner the most attention popularity and excitement from people is the nostalgia play stuff you know just draw humans spongebob those are the heavy hitters uh everything yeah. else like not that other people don't care about those ips because i'm sure there are like there's fans of everything so Yes, just because it's not me doesn't mean they don't exist. But in terms of like what seems to get more general attention, it's it's when it's digging into like that nostalgia play. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the that's the exact thing, right? I think that goes for what Embracer Group is, and specifically THQ Nordic, right? They they find the weird double A IPs that were hot during like the PS2 era or the N64 era, and like games that have come and gone, and maybe went for good reason because they weren't super profitable, but like that has become their bag, right? And they're kind of doubling down on these games and they put out SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom and evidently that game did well enough because now they're, they're putting out a new SpongeBob 3D platformer and that's going to speak to a particular audience, right? That's going to be exciting for a group of people. Same with Destroy All Humans. Uh, it's gaming like, for millennials is what this is. It's <laughs> gaming for millennials, right? It's gaming for Barrett Courtney mainly, right? It's when, especially when you hey. talk about SpongeBob. Yeah, like I know that's exciting well, for Barrett. Destroy All Humans as well. And destroy humans as well. And I know like friends back in the day who love destroying humans one and two, right? Like that is going to speak to a certain amount of people. I'm sure there's people out there that will go will go crazy for Outcast too, right? And like, you know, none of these games necessarily do it for me. Like I'm not looking at this this THQ thing, and I'm like, you know, I'm not crazy excited about it. Uh, uh, oh, kind of funny. I'm I'm like doing like a lot of uh, your wrong references, but tell me 
who uh, Volition is under, right? Is Volition THQ Nordic or is Volition like I forget exactly like how that all that is structured thought, because it's I, all I, the I same parent company. Volition Games. Studio. Let me know, because like that's the that's the thing that will get me excited, right? Like I love Volition as a studio. I love I know they're working on the new Saints Row. That's something that gets me hyped. And Saints Row is coming out like this fall. Anyway, they used so, like, to be under THQ Deep Silver, but yeah, they're under Deep Silver now. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we're not gonna see that there. But either way, right? Like if you have one of those developers there, that would be the thing that would get me hyped and excited. But so far, it doesn't seem like they have anything like that for me in particular. But you know, it's a showcase. I'm I'm gonna show up to it. I'm gonna watch it. You know, I'm gonna have fun watching alongside Barrett Corny. I'm sure Barrett Corny will be the one that like I can vicariously live live through in this moment and like yeah. have hype through Barrett. And yeah, so gameplay of the new SpongeBob game, gameplay of Destroyer Humans too. That's all I need. What is your ideal heads up for like a showcase? Because you mentioned that this one's like, oh, it's kind of they're announcing it like way in advance. Like, what is your ideal spacing for that? I guess for me, it depends on like the gravity of the showcase and how big of a showcase it is. But like even for those ones, right? Like, like for, for yeah, for like the biggest showcases, I swear we get three days heads up, maybe a, maybe a week if it's like a PlayStation showcase or something like that, like a fall showcase. Um, I don't need three four months heads up on when you're doing a showcase five months heads up um but you know i think that's part of thq nordic not being as big as the, these other guys and them really wanting to take the time to like hey we want to hype it up we want to we want to make sure that people know that we're going on this day we want to make sure that people are aware and like this gives us the time to get the info out um so that people know to tune into this thing it does still feel like a long time like i i think they could have done this maybe a few weeks out if they really wanted to do that but hey janet actually before i before i even transition to the next new story i do have one more question for bear bear what do you want to see from the new spongebob game just you know keep the keep the gameplay design elements from the uh, battle for bikini bottom and just you know just more different locales and stuff. They tease a, a lot of like episodes and stuff in the in that trailer that they revealed last year, and just a, a bunch of good old references to like the first three seasons because that's that's peak SpongeBob mm. right there. So that's that's what I want personally. Hell yeah! Story number four: The Skywalker Saga has smashed Lego Steam user record by twelve hundred percent. This is Chris Golian at Video Games Chronicle. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga has had a strong first day on Steam, destroying the previous record for concurrent players on any Lego game on the service. The game was released on Tuesday and within just two hours had reached a, a peak of 82,517 concurrent users, briefly placing it higher than some regular Steam favorites such as Steam Fortress 2, Rainbow Six Siege, and Football Manager 2022. This completely eclipses the previous peak uh, for concurrent Steam users on a LEGO game, which was achieved by LEGO Marvel Super Heroes when it hit 5,953 users eight years ago. This new peak for the Skywalker Saga marks an increase of more than 1,200% over that previous record. Given that the game was only released yesterday, it's still too early to tell how well its initial sales have gone, but a record like this will be welcomed by publisher Warner Brothers Games and developer TT Games. Janet, do these numbers surprise you? A little bit. Um, just in the sense that, like, whenever, like, records are breaking, it's a little bit surprising. But I will say, like, this is more noise around a LEGO game than I've seen in a while. Um, and I'm sure, like, the Star Wars element definitely helps. And then as long as well as, like, it's been so anticipated for so long. Like, people and they're also kind of like a known quantity in a good way. Like, the. I haven't really spent much time with the Lego games, but the one thing that I take away as like a little bit more of an outsider is that these are good games. Like, no, for real, they're good. Like people don't think they're good because they're gonna, you know, maybe like they have a kind of a juvenile like wrapping over them, but they're like quality video games. Um, and that's always like what I've heard. And that seems to remain the case, uh, if not be even stronger, like this it reviewed like super well. So yeah, like, and I, I don't know anyone that's playing it and doesn't like it, like, which I think is a testament to how much excitement there is around this game. Um, I have not picked it up yet, uh, or I haven't started playing it yet, um, but I plan to dip into it with my brother because we've been wanting to do a Lego game together for a while, um, but it just hasn't you know, come to fruition yet. But again, we already have too many games though already so maybe i'm gonna wait yeah, actually yeah. i'm trying to kind of i'm really trying to reel us in like me and my brother because i'm like look we're not gonna do anything else until we have to beat uncharted 4 still oh, and God. i actually still have to finish um one of the you're I not gonna know what the name of the game 4. is the what how what why why would you how say long have you been playing uncharted 4 
How long? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe like half a year or something. Yeah, it's been, Look, it's here's been a the while. Thing. This is how I game is I either beat the games immediately or it takes me like months to years. This is why like I, the reason that you see me beaming through so many games is like if I don't do this, I will not see the end. Like I'm like, oh, we're mm. seeing the end in two days because it's going to be two years. Which is why I say you're that. not going to see the end of, of Uncharted 4. You're not invested. You just gotta. You just gotta peace out. You just gotta. You just gotta decide no, that like, I, hey, I'm it's so not for me. I'm so invested. Are you kidding? I'm like, I'm hyper invested. I've never been more invested in anything in my life. That's not true. But you know, <laughs> I just feel like it's. I wanted to add a little bit of pizzazz to it. Um, yeah, like I've been working on this. This legacy has been in the in the works for years for me since like before I was full time in the industry. I think I started this journey with the collection that I had, you know, the three games on one disc or whatever the hell. And then now I'm on four. But like you and then... suffered through those. You don't have to suffer, Janet. That's my thing is Look, like you you again, didn't like the, the three games. games. Maybe you'd like Uncharted 4. You hopped in Uncharted 4. You're not. I, I, I can see it in your eyes. I hate the games. I don't hate them. I just don't think they're as like hot as people say they are. At least the first three. I'm like, okay, I think this was hot at the time. And it doesn't age as good as like other older games. Like when I played Last of Us 1 in mm. the modern era, like for the first time, I'm like, yeah, this is still awesome. Uncharted's like, there's fun moments, but it goes, it's kind of too long. Like all the games are a little too long. Mm. Um, but four so far is the best one. So whoever said that seems to be right. There's like everyone yep. kept telling me the next one's the best that, one. Yeah. Four is good. Four is cool. Um, yeah, and you know I'm hanging out. You so know you, my, my like, janky brother's there. My real brother's there in real are life. Are you having like, a fantastic time with four? No, I'm not having a fantastic time. But I'm really happy. There's not many games that I would say I'm having a fantastic time with. That's a really high level of like rating. Mm. Fantastic. I'm just saying, it's, it's so far, right? You, you said how many months? There, Four months? Five puzzle. months? I'm looking at the paintings. Six months? You know? It doesn't, this is not the amount of time I'm it driving. takes to finish Uncharted 4 is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this far for, in, it's like, I should just give it up, man. I'm let not, me I'm know not in into the chat, this game. What's the longest you've had from like when you started a game to when you beat a game? Because I definitely have gone Persona 5. Like a, a 15 hour stuff. game. A 15 hour game, though. Mm. I'm not talking about like a long Persona 5 RPG. Yeah, I mean, there's different. games that like, and maybe this just speaks to my own like chaos, but like, they're uh, not to bring up Final Fantasy again, but there's like, you know, like I've started, like even with Last of Us 1, I started that game like four times before I actually sat down and was able to finish it. Like I have like weird cadences mm -hmm. for that stuff. Like I feel that. And, I'm not saying you know it's impossible because I've I've had those situations too. Until you give up, and that's why that's my beef with you being like you're not gonna finish it. I it's not not gonna be finished until I decide it's not gonna be finished, and I'm not going to. So I'm just gonna drag it out, and we're gonna finish it, and then we're gonna go back to that one. It's not Dark Pictures. It is Dark Pictures, but I forgot the name of the, the game. Quarry? No, the one that's out already. Little when it just hope. came out. Oh, that just came out. Uh, yeah, the, you played it. The war. <laughs> the yes. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking the, about. The yeah, Iraq yeah. War one. I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one. Yes, I'm playing that with House my of Ashes. House of Ashes. There we go. I'm. We haven't finished that, so we're gonna go Uncharted, House of Ashes. Then there's like a another game. So this is the point. Is I don't. You in three years, I'm gonna let you know what I think of this game. Here's my thing, right? Because I understand what you're talking about in terms of like putting a game down and then coming back to it later and then like finishing. Also, this it. is with someone else too. You gotta understand. Like it's not like I can just say today I'm finishing it. Like he's at work. You know what I mean? Like, is, okay. First of all, these sound like a lot of excuses, but I'll let you get those off. But also, like I hear, I I, I hear you in terms of it's context. Bloodborne, I started in like 2017. I think I played like 30 minutes of Bloodborne, right? And then I put it down and I picked it back up beginning of 2020. Played probably like six to seven hours of Bloodborne at the beginning of 2020. Put it down. And then at the end of 2020, came back around to it. Or was it 2021? It, uh, time's a flat circle. Came back to it much later. Finally beat it. And now it's like one of my favorite games ever, right? Like those experiences happen. I feel like for the way you're playing Uncharted 4, because it seems like you're you're still coming back to it. Like you're gradually making your way through. You're playing a little bit little bit of it at, at, at a time, right? And now six months have passed. I yeah, don't know everyone, if you're going to pick up Uncharted 4, finish everyone, it, and go, that was worth it. Not y'all dragging me on taking a long time to finish a game. Usually y'all are mad that, oh, you finished it too fast. Too now it's the opposite. You, no, one, no one's ever going to be happy is the thing. Like, mm -hmm. look, I'm mm -hmm. playing the game. We're getting through it. I got my Twitter thread so that I like remember what's going on. I'm I'm tracking it all. Like the and this and that's the thing. Like y'all don't want to see you know the real me because the real me doesn't get anything done. This is this is me playing not in content. And if it's not if I'm not like actually working towards something, I'm gonna take. It's gonna take as long as it takes. What about Psychonauts two? Where are you at with it? I don't know. I mean, I feel like what. Here's the thing. Here's my question for you with Psychonauts two. 
would you still want me to play more of that game? Or are you like, you've already burned me and it's over? Yeah, the bridge is burned. That's a good point. Our, our friendship okay, is exactly. over. So you know, the bridge is burned already. You're you will never forgive me. So I'm not gonna waste my time like putting in this time that I would only be doing. See, that is something I'd be doing for someone else. Like that's just for yeah, for no, Barrett. Yeah, yeah, and Barrett's yeah. like, I don't want it anymore. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like that, I'm just gonna keep this deleted off the hard drive. Um, I've been, and then too, I'm bummed because I want to I want to finish Uncharted Four in time for the movie, but I didn't do that. So like, I gotta finish that. I gotta watch the movie. Wait, are you still? Are you, then I gotta play are you pulling game. off on the movie until you finish the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so you're spoilers. gonna see this movie in 2023. <laughs> yeah, like I, I plan on what, and I want to watch it in theaters, but like now I'm, but that, but that boat's probably right already sailed or whatever. Yeah, but I'm not gonna finish it in time to get. You know, we're just gonna do it an at home thing. Mm. Um, you know, drink some beers. Like I live in this series. The only thing that's gonna get me free is if they just hopefully they don't make any more games, <laughs> because like I am in this. I'm saying with dark pictures, like I don't want, and I like dark pictures actually probably less than Uncharted. But I'm so I just want you to know that this sounds like suffering. As your friend, I'm telling you, it sounds like suffering. You can a just lot of separate yourself from Uncharted. You don't you need the Uncharted. Sound like suffering? I just ran a marathon. Are you kidding? Like suffering, I dabble in the suffering mm, in my okay. spare time. You know what I mean? Like it's it's an exercise. It's a I get different things out of it. Okay. Have you played like, Tomb Raider? No, I haven't actually. So there's like a lot to do, is the thing. You know what I mean? I'm doing the best I can with the time maybe you I have. Pick up Tomb Raider. Maybe you should pick up Tomb Raider. Maybe that's like and the thing. Then I pick up stuff, that. and then people are like mad that I'm not into it enough. And they're like, don't even finish it because you don't like it enough. Like, I, you know, like, yeah, like I, I'm going to see it through. And again, like, I don't dislike, if I genuinely didn't like Uncharted, I would just have stopped playing. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I just don't love it. Like, I'm just, I just don't think it's like the second coming of Christ. I'm like, this is a fine action adventure game that has some really high highs and some really mid mids like i don't think that that's that crazy like i've played way worse games than uncharted like way i've beaten way worse games than uncharted this is a fantastic janet rant like i'm not like i'm trying not to like jump in because i want to see how long you go or just like digging yourself into a hole defending yourself and getting on your side i just speak my truth if y'all on my i don't care who's on my side who isn't this is this is who i am and for you to understand me a little bit more. If you but, don't like what you get, that's not, that's not, that got nothing to do with me. Blessing, someone, you. uh, you're saying digging a hole. Someone's hole is another person's uh, hill, you know? You know? Yeah, it's a tunnel. <laughs> that's fire. That's fire. Someone's hole is another person's hill. This is true. I don't microwave my waffles. I think chat is, you know, bringing up some good points here with that. So, <laughs> two things, right? One, congratulations to Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga yeah. for the success. That's great to see. And it, like, I think that that, I think that was coming just with like the marketing and like how ambitious this game is, right. Compared to others and it being like the entire fucking uh, Star Wars three trilogy uh, 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 movie set. Right. Like that's a fantastic, like that's a fantastic feat to like make that happen. But also, yeah, I think that's going to lead to a lot of people getting hyped for this Lego game, even more than previous ones. And so shout out to that. And then uh, this, I had a second thing, but within that entire rant, I like I lost it, remembered it, lost it again. <laughs> Hold on, it'll come to you. Give me one second. Give me one second. No, I lost it. I don't have it. I don't have it. Well, Janet, I think we'll round out the Roper Report with story number five. Uh, an interesting one. SNK is now almost entirely owned by the Saudi Crown Prince's Foundation. This is Jay Peters at The Verge. Strap in everybody for this one. SNK Corporation, the developer of games like Metal Slug and Fatal Fury, is now nearly entirely owned by a subsidiary of the Saudi Crown Prince's Foundation. Electronic gaming development company, which is owned by the Mohammed bin Salman Foundation, aka the MISC Foundation, holds 96.18% of SNK's shares, according to a February 15th filing on SNK's website. This follows a strategic investment announced in November 2020, where the MISC Foundation acquired an initial 33.3% stake in SNK. At the time, MISC Foundation indicated it planned to eventually take a 51% stake in SNK, but it seems like MISC Foundation decided to buy a much larger stake. Quote, the Mohammed bin Salman Foundation's, aka the MISC Foundation, uh, investment in the Japanese company SNK reinforces its continued commitment to its goals of empowering Saudi men and women through building economic partnerships with the foundation's updated strategy to maximize the positive impact on youth empowerment, the MISC Foundation said in the press release of, uh, in the press release in in the press release for that investment. Quote, the investment decision will also enhance SNK's strong capabilities, which has many innovative intellectual properties in the gaming sector with real potential for development in the future in line uh, with anticipated growth with the, within the electronic gaming industry, end quote. 
Recently, Saudi Arabia has made some big investments in the gaming industry. Bloomberg reported in February that Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, aka the PIF, has taken stakes of more than 5% in both Capcom and Nexon, stakes that combined are worth more than $1 billion. The PIF also invested more than $3.3 billion to buy stock in gaming giants Activision Blizzard, EA, and Take-Two in the fourth quarter of 2020, Al Jazeera reported in February 2021. But the investments carry the weight of Saudi Arabia's recent history of human rights abuses. Most recently, a U.S. intelligence reported uh, uh, U.S. intelligence report concluded Mohammed bin Salman approved the plans to capture or kill journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi, who was murdered and dismembered after visiting a Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Riot Games received a wave of criticism for a sponsorship deal with the Saudi megacity Neom and ended the deal less than a day after it was announced. Janet. This is a wild one. It's a mixture of video game news with real life, real world news. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up that point of like the outside world and then the gaming world, which the gaming world exists in the outside world. Like, right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think people again, I, I say this all the time here where there is a sector of any element of the gaming audience that really wants games to just be about games. But again, games exist in the world. And like those things legitimately have impact on, on gaming, on development, on public perception, on a whole bunch of different elements. Um, So yeah, this is just one of many examples. I think obviously there's like a lot of, darkness to the story but i think it's also a reminder that you know and and check kind of mentioned it with like oh yeah another like capitalism story yeah gaming is a business like uh you know i i love it for the art uh the fun the camaraderie like so many things by the end of the day it, it is a product and it is a business and this is a business move and business moves often have um this sort of darkness to them or they at least it can so yeah i mean it is kind of a it's surprising in the sense that like you know the headline stands out is like not as as unlike other stuff that we like read when we're reading gaming news but again i think with the context of the other investments it isn't totally out of left field if you've been paying attention to kind of what's been going on yeah yeah i think this is another one of like yeah capitalism is scary right like the way the way these things come down i think it it falls in line with all the other times in video game in, in video game news and in the industry where real shit interacts with the shit that we love and enjoy right like how does me playing Metal Gear Solid or me playing, I guess in this case, right? Like I love King of Fighters 15. I played the hell out of King, of King of Fighters 15, which is an SNK game, right? Like how that then somehow like filters up toward, oh yeah, like the, the Miss Foundation has invested a majority stake into SNK, right? Like how the, how the fuck do we get there, right? Like that stands alongside like abuse, abuse stuff going on over at Activision Blizzard. It stands alongside like, uh, the J.K. Rowling stuff going on with Harry Potter and how we treat that IP, right? The way that the things we love filter back to the things that like we don't necessarily love because of the way that business works and the way that capitalism works oftentimes suck and oftentimes makes the way that like we interact with, this, with, with these things uh, a bit like gray and a bit weird and a bit uncomfortable. Uh, and like this is a new story that honestly I look at and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this, man. Like this is so above like the 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 things I think about when I think of SNK or I think of Fatal Fury or I think I know plenty of people are excited for Metal Slug Tactics, which is a metal metal which is a SNK property, right? Like I know that's probably gonna color away a certain amount of people look at that game that they're looking forward to, right? And people are gonna have to make the personal choice of, all right, like how do I deal with this? Do I support this? Do I not support this? Like do I like is this on me, the consumer who is just here to play a video game? How to like what are the ways I go about dealing with uh, uh, the emotions and thoughts that are put into this thing. Um, it's a weird one. I wonder how it's going to affect SNK and the development. You know, I hope that Metal Slug tactics and like future SNK games don't get affected in a, in a negative way. I hope the, I hope the workforce doesn't get affected in a negative way. Right. Like it, it's, it's, it's a weird one that, you know, when you, when you filter it all the way back to specifically the last paragraph of the news story where they talk about Saudi, Saudi Arabia's recent history of human rights abuses and like, that coming down on like the Mohammed bin Salman thing of like capture or kill this journalist, right? And like that resulting in dismemberment, dismemberment and all this stuff, right? Like it's scary, right? Like a lot, a lot of that shit is scary, and a lot of that shit leaves me with like a fuck. I don't know how to deal with this thing with with this news sort of emotion to it. But putting it out there for the people that want to be in the know, of course, putting it out there for the people that might be fans of SNK or might be fans of Fatal Fury or, or um, Metal Slug and are looking forward to those games. Just a heads up for you, a quick PSA, <laughs> Janet. I can't wait to see what the next Fatal Fury game looks like. I don't know, man. I don't have the transition for this one. But that is so far away. I was thinking real hard. I was like, I don't know how to make light of this. Keep going. It's fine. 
Jana, if I want to know what's going on to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. yeah. Out today, we got Outbreak Contagious Memories for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Worm Run for Switch. Z-Warp for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, new dates for you. This is from VGC. Sega and Two Point Studios have announced that Two Point Campus has been delayed by three months. Uh, the sequel to Two Point Hospital was supposed to release on May 17th, but that has now been moved to August 9th. Uh, and then Konami's free-to-play eFootball's 1.0 patch finally arrives on April 14th. 2022 now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong that's where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe uh nanobiologist writes in and says the new spongebob game is the cosmic shake i don't remember getting that wrong but yeah me neither but like maybe or maybe it wasn't clear what when you were talking about like the older game versus like the newer one so yeah. there, there you go. go spongebob squarepants the harlem nano the next time one. yourself out nano time yourself out tomorrow's hosts for kind of funny games daily are tm and tim for tim tm thursday if you're watching this live on twitch after this is mike and barrett playing some of that mlb the show if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily <laughs>